Christmas time. No. Mistletoe and us. Make it stop. Talking about Christmas stuff. It's trusty horse <laughs> oh, with Helen it. and Catherine. No. Welcome to the show. The show. You know, Hi, hogs. Hi, <laughs> hogs. I hate this song. Hi, hogs. Happy Christmas. Bad for an improv. No, you did all right. Happy Thank Christmas, you. everybody. Through the fog, step forth the trusty hogs. Yeah, you're gonna give them your problems and they will solve them. Or maybe they won't, and that's your problem. They'll have guests and Andrew White on the tech. Oh, it's Helen and Catherine as the trusty hogs. Trust the trusty hogs, or maybe not. Happy Christmas feels like it puts a lot of pressure on it. It's Christmas. We hope you're having an okay week. And if you're not, it's just another week at the yeah. shitty part of year. Yeah. It's, it's cold outside. Yeah. There's no good vibes. If you're not into Christmas, it's a rough time. Mm-hmm. But also the TV's good and you don't have to answer emails on Christmas Day. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. It um, works out in the end. But if you're excited about it, that's also a great life is... Uh, it's sometimes hard to find joy in so if you're loving it fucking love it embrace it that's also a lot I think I'm feeling it a bit this year good for you like the vibes I'm feeling Christmas vibes but Christmas I'm always like oh man like it does feel like days I've got to get through even though I like my family I love them they're great it's just it's a lot of pressure to be having fun it's like going to Thorpe Park like you can't not enjoy it but sometimes the ride like the queue for Colossus is so long it just doesn't feel like it's worth it. Because it's only a 10 looper, you I, know? I don't. Okay. I would say that. <laughs> I um, I would not go to Thorpe Park, so no. Um, for me, I think uh, last year was so shit. Like, so mm-hmm. epically shit for me. I know you loved it, but I, I loved hated it. it. That I actually feel like this Christmas can... In, in a way, for every Christmas in my life has always been like, it's got to be amazing. It's got to be perfect. It's going to be gr- brilliant. It's got to be magical. It's got to be like on the TV. Now I'm like... It just needs to not be like last year and it'll honestly be whatever it is will be great. This um, things we want to discuss Christmas as it actually is on this episode. So normally we sort of like we talk about some problems people are having. We're awful agony aunts for you. And I feel like this one we just want to go through some Christmases of our past. Yeah. What like our own horrible. Our own un- horrors. <laughs> our own ghosts of Christmas past. And then we've got our wonderful guest James Acaster. James Acaster is Hello. Here. Yes please. And James helps us solve our listener problem this week. And actually mm-hmm. it was a really good question for him also he's just I mean surprise guys James Acaster don't know if you know kind of funny very funny I mean I didn't enjoy how much you guys talked about Pokemon but fine it happened we're both good players let it be I've moved on thank you very much Christmas gift to you (laughs) I'm just moving on and we'll talk about our Christmases uh, with him as well but I think we would want to go through the back catalogue of Christmases we've suffered in our youth (laughs) I feel like you're like I'm just going to push this until she asks because I do have some therapy that needs doing I've gone through a lot of different Christmas times okay (laughs) (laughs) tell me a favourite Christmas gift favourite Christmas gift Ever? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got a typewriter. What? And I loved it for about two hours. How old were you? And it was incredible. I was like, oh, it must have been like six or seven. And I must... <laughs> I, I saw... No, like like an a, a early learning centre one. Don't picture like an, a oh, vintage typewriter. Oh, like a Fisher typewriter. Price. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like, what are you talking... Like, really big buttons. <laughs> like plastic, 100%. Not like... My mum wasn't going around like auctions. <laughs> And I, I must have seen something on TV or like read a book where someone was using a typewriter and I was like, that's my truth. That is me. Culture. That's me. <laughs> and also we were going through a phase at school where the coolest girl at school was really good at writing and reading. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Isn't that just academia? Academia, but she we was like... this weird phase at school where like the she, cool one was the one who could like read? <laughs> There's this really cool girl at our school. She could read and write. It was mad. <laughs> she, was, she, was, she was amazing. And like... <laughs> Whenever we had to like write a short story, like you'd always want to be partnered with her because she'd write a really cool short story, and we were like, "Oh my god, she's going to get published! This is insane!" Like it was a whole you thing. You were sick, and you were like, yeah. "Oh my god, she's going to!" Also, you had to collab on short stories. Well, I did. They were like, "Oh, Helen can't do it by herself." No, no, no. Put, put with someone else. Because I was like, and 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 like, no, no skills. That's interesting. I would have thought of you as like, if anything, you were asked to write a short story, and you provided like 
a tome on your I could do a the day. play. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I was able to act it out, yeah. then 100% to sit and write. No, I need a Kath Soper. Thank you, Kath. Okay. Um, who is now a very successful playwright. It all comes round. It all makes hey, sense in the she end. She made it. She made it. She made it. She was it. always going to. Well, I'm glad that you played with it for two hours. What happened to it thereafter? So then I didn't realize that you couldn't delete and you had to restart. <laughs> and I was just like trying to write like one thing, probably like a list of people I need to send thank you letters to, whatever the Christmas sure. Day version of like fun is. Because <laughs> I couldn't delete after I made a mistake, which was constant. Yeah. I had to like rip it out and start again. And then I was just like, I don't like it anymore. But for that two hours, I felt like Joe March. Oh, it I was love incredible. That. I was thinking, that's so nice. That's I know. So How about you, best gift ever? Um, I I think actually, and I'll, we discussed this with James, so I won't give too much away. But um, it, but while it did break my heart in some ways, which we did discuss with him, ultimately I did uh, get a purple bike, a oh purple ladybird bike. Um, and my mom set it up in such a way that when you open the living room door, it was there like gleaming oh, with stop. this huge purple bow on. <gasps> and it was just like, it was my first like grown up bike. It wasn't like a kid's bike. Stop. And I just was like, it was everything I wanted. It was yeah. so cool. And I mean, little did I know that I was just turning into the like age where I would rather fucking do anything than cycle to the shop. But at the <laughs> time, I was like, this is freedom. Yeah. <laughs> This is my this is my way out. That man. genuine belief that you found the thing this that will make you. <laughs> this is me. This is mine. Wow. The world is our oyster. Wow. And how wow. many times do you reckon you use that bike? Uh, well, I'd say uh, my period started properly, like heavily. It, within the within a nine month period of that, so I wasn't. Well, that makes it sound like I was pregnant at the time. No, no, I no. I was no. twelve. Um, but like, like, the period started. But once that happened, sudden. I was like. It was like, do you want to go for a cycle? And I was like, are you calling me fat? <laughs> like, so really after that, it just sort of sat in the shed. Um, yeah, any sort of exercise equipment for Christmas, as soon as you turn a certain age, it's yeah. just going to be rough. Yeah, exactly. It and just it shouldn't be. Bag. It should just be a fun bike. No. And instead, all of a sudden, it's like, what are you trying to say? Yeah, how dare you? Oh this helmet's going to ruin my hair. Um, but I remember that. We'd always get chocolate coins in our stocking, as well as like a Satsuma. Mm. And then like, I would automatically go for the chocolate coins and it was all fun and games and then I turned 13 and I was eating the chocolate coins and I was like why is everyone looking at me why are they judging me yeah exactly it's just like, and it should just be a fun thing like and no instead, one cares by the time I was 14 I learned open the chocolate coins put them somewhere hidden in my bra and then take them upstairs because you've got a secret you've got a secret because otherwise Santa will judge you like so obsessive I love how we both took really lovely gifts our parents had them. clearly worked for and, tried, and just oh, were like don't. and the way in which that led fed into my neurosis was the following Way. Okay, great. Do you have any? I remember um, one year I got toe socks in my stocking, and this I is when toe, toe socks, socks were everything. They were everything. Are they in again? Can we get them? I don't think they're in again. But if we could get them, does anybody know where we can get toe it's socks? It's two days to Christmas, Mummy. If you're listening, I want toe socks. Mine were rainbow colors. Mine too. Oh, I loved them. <gasps> Ladies size loved... nine wide fit. No. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> they were Claire's accessories. Oh yeah, because I got them when I was like fifteen, so they weren't like white oh, fit that's nine five nine. So great. They were amazing because that was also the era of when I was like wearing pajamas under my uniform and would pull up my socks to keep them up and hidden. Stop. Like we all did this like little weird pirates because we weren't allowed to wear tights. We had to wear the school socks and we would be freezing. So we'd all wear our bulky pajamas underneath. Mad. Like, absolute, like like some sort of like you know there's like what are they bloomers underneath that women use yeah we were like, we were like that in day bloomers. yeah we were like that so the toe socks under your school socks were a game changer they were also just so freaking cool well, like you amazing. just looked awesome with toe socks on it felt on. like a thing Tia and Tamira would wear and you were like this is it's sister I, sister vibes oh 100% God, I loved it so I remember much. one year I wanted a Spice Girls dress and I really wanted a Spice Girls dress and I don't know what a Spice what's Girls dress I don't know I think it's maybe like a Union Jack maybe the Union Jack dress or like <laughs> there must have been like a dress in BHS that had Spice Girls on it it's like I sure. want that so my mum made one Oh no. And just glitter glue the red spice across the front. No! <laughs> Which is so lovely. 
laughing, but so wrong. Yeah. And you know when you're like, I've got Not to be right. grateful, but she's she's fucked it. She is absolutely <laughs> fucked this. So you're there like, don't cry, don't cry. You can't cry because you got given the wrong gift. I know. And then you're just there and then like Uncle Jerry arrives and he's like, do you love it? And I'm like, it's awful. <laughs> the stitch work is terrible. Christmas is ruined. <laughs> I just want the BHS spice And then you're strip. there, you're eating your coins, but they're all finished. And everyone's like, just have the Satsuma. I don't want it. <laughs> also, can I just say, we never got Satsumas in our stockings because I I think that that's just passag and rude. Um, it's like, if you didn't want to buy me another gift, don't buy me another gift, but don't give me your filler fruit. So oh, I, wow. I support it's you tradition. Fully. It's not tradition in my house. Absolutely not. I would say that sometimes because obviously it'd be at the very bottom of the stocking. Oh, yeah. the last thing you take out is an underwhelming... And, and it's squashed. It's squashed yeah. oh, right everything, no, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember as well, me and my siblings all had different stockings that we did choose ourselves and mine size-wise. <gasps> I fucked it. I oh, fucked it. I, I fucked it for myself. That. I hate that. And it's for not you. like you're trying to fill it when you're younger, but you are. You are. What are you talking about? Of course you are. That's you... the main yeah, aim of it. Absolutely. <sighs> um, got any? Uh... We're such fucking brats. God oh, bless we really us all. are. <laughs> God bless us all. My Clementine would be squashed because there were so many presents on top of that. Um... <laughs> Good God. So tell me, and um, please, do you have anything in your family tradition-wise that you do that you're going to keep up? This is the thing. Like, your family is super, super Christmas. My family, oh, a little bit less Christmassy. Like, we don't all, like, go... We used to go to church when we were younger, but that stopped. Like, we don't go crazy decorating. We kind of never did. We only decorated, like, four days before Christmas. Like, it wasn't like... Your tree four days before Christmas? Yeah, her mum was running her drama school from our living room, so the tree would be in the way of her doing her improv what? exercises. I love the idea that the tree, the tree can't be there because it's not always Christmas in the scene. Like, <laughs> what? So, like, if anyone who's new here, my mum ran legal drama school from our living room the entire time I was growing up, teaching children how to improv um, for cash in hand. It was a great time. And that would be where she'd teach, so then we wouldn't put the Christmas tree up. And then when we decorated, we went a bit, but we didn't go crazy. Like, our advent calendars were pictures. Like, we were that Can house. you stop with all of your weird, sad stories and just give us, like, one nice tradition? <laughs> one nice tradition. It's like, one thing. Oh, but it's all nice. But we all opened gifts together downstairs. Uh, we didn't have stockings in the room. I say our nicest tradition is we always go on a Christmas Day walk, which now I'm old that's enough nice. to opt out of. Oh. I can just stay here and chill. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot. It's my favourite okay. part of Christmas Day. We're all having a nice time. And then, like, obviously, like, the uncles, my dad, and they're like, it's walk time. And I'm like, it's cold outside. It's raining. I'm absolutely having nothing to do with this. So I'm like, it's not walk time for Helen. I'm staying in. It's Ideally, they all go out. Sometimes people also stay behind now, which is fine. But I just want to watch TV. And usually it's after lunch. So then I can finish what I wanted to have for lunch, but didn't want to because my mum was yeah, looking yeah, yeah, and judging. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can go back and make my sausage sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I will say this, actually. For a little while, I was the only one who didn't go to mass <gasps> and obviously like drama but also that Insane blissful drama. two hours i know where it was like I, I can eat my percy pigs out of my stocking mm-hmm. for breakfast i can mm-hmm. eat, i can be like i can do whatever i just mm-hmm. watch the christmas tv sit in my pjs mm-hmm. so good but alas yeah people stay back now okay those are well that was a really um terrible story about your Christmases. I know, I made it sound awful. Like, it's okay. It's just that I'm not, like, I don't dread Christmas, but I do find it something I don't, like, it doesn't make my year. One controversial tradition that we have that I really enjoy is that we have stockings in the morning, we have breakfast... At the ripe old age of 31. <laughs> yep. 33. Still getting my stock and baby. Right the 31 for dignity. You did. You tried to but nope. 33, baby. And, 33 um, running downstairs. Oh my God. What's <laughs> Father Christmas got us? Literally. Although it's better than when my mom used to make us as children stop at the manger and sing happy birthday to Jesus before we'd go in and open the Christmas. Seriously, God bless the Irish at this time of year. God fucking bless the Irish. Every year. What every- would you sing? Away in the manger? Happy birthday. No. No. no come Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Or baby Jesus. <laughs> Just to be clear, Jesus no. was not born then. Jesus was 100% born in April. Didn't they find that out? And he's 100% an Aries. Okay. Well, anyway, we would There's sing... There's no way Jesus is a Christmas sign. Yeah, because it, it was like meant to match with like a winter pagan festival. So they moved it all. Yeah, it's actually April, baby. 
Yeah, no, like none of it's real, guys. I don't know what the issue is. The point is, <laughs> I just say sing it on sing it in April. I'm not saying, saying don't sing it. Just sing it to him in okay, April. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. I'll mention that you should sing happy. We can't really. It feels rude to sing happy birthday on his death day, which is the point. Is <laughs> it's like Shakespeare, born and died on the same day. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Shakespeare died on his birthday. Both very mm. good for him. No, that's not true. Tell me, you'd go and sing happy birthday to the baby we, we Jesus. The, We're not laughing at you because she was celebrating we come down them. To the okay, great. And sing happy birthday to Jesus, and then we'd go in. But anyway, what the point of that story was actually to say that the tradition that we do is we have our stockings in the morning, we have we have our breakfast they go to mass and then we watch some tv or whatever i'll go for a run usually i know you hate that part um, hey you've got to do what's true to you it's well, wrong we live, but we live it's on fine a canal, so uh, or not on a canal but by a canal so I, all the canal boats get done up for christmas so i quite like running by them and so the whole of ireland goes all out no i'm just saying i get to run by the boats and be like i'm glad it's christmas and i don't live on a boat and then i um <laughs> then, I, then i get back to my house you know like a little bit of a christmas appreciation I get it. and mindfulness and then um but the thing we do after dinner is then we do our presents. And people hate this. You wait I, until after well, dinner? we have our Santa present in our stocking and then everything else was after dinner. And it was so, it's so amazing because, um, first of all, my mom does it very dramatically. She puts every single present into what she calls a Santa bag. And then she takes one out. A one stocking? Time, this huge bag. She takes one out each, and then she'll announce the person who it's to, who it's from. And they, we would like clap. They'd open it. They'd say, <laughs> they'd say what it is. They'd say what it is. They'd be like, so my mom would be like, Catherine, it's for Catherine from Auntie Bernie. And then I'd open it and be like, it's a fairy toy or whatever. Or and they'd all clap and again. Be like, yay! And then if it was from someone in the room, you'd be like, thank you, mom, thank you, mom. And it would make it last like an hour and a half, but also was like. A really good way of checking you got the same number of gifts as your siblings, that nobody was the favourite, and also of like really like m- making it evident. When No, I, lo- I love it. I like it, did make it very obvious because everyone was watching. It's like you Christmas at a care home. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like primary school students and like, and Susie brought her tambourine. Yeah. Well done, Susie. <laughs> like a family but, just relaxing and having fun together <laughs> does it but it was, no I love it and I love my mom loves the ceremony and the pomp she's like the mayor of Christmas and also <laughs> like also the thing is like that way you get presents in the morning you have breakfast you have like the big dinner it's so lovely and then there's also presents in the evening this the last thing, the I think day. our Christmas dinner isn't good because my mom doesn't want to cook right yeah. so we each bring a dish so okay. it's just a mishmash of like <laughs> I just, I'll pick up some sausages from co-op like Michael will bring a, my, dish, my dad's Helen. always in charge of the cheese board he just brings one block of cheddar one of red Leicester which is two for three pounds oh, and then he's tragic. like done and we're like fair enough and then no one touches it and then on boxing day inevitably <laughs> I'll wake up my brother will just be eating like 200 grams of cheddar with Marmite spread across the top of it like it's just a, a piece of cake and I'll be like Merry Christmas and he'll be like oh, do you want to see each other this year and I'll be like nah and he'll be like okay cool like that's the whole vibe you know what I thought we would have to actually like I thought but it's fine it's fine no. I, I'm fine I like it I like it yeah, I such a high Christmas. pitch I can really tell the thing about this podcast was I was worried about doing a Christmas episode because I thought like we don't want to over amp how great Christmas is when sometimes <laughs> people don't have a great time around it but actually what I now find myself having to do is to go like it's not that sad <gasps> It's not that bad. You might have an okay time. The thing about Christmas is I don't know how I stand in it. Cause like, I don't want anyone else to feel bad or have a bad time. Because I'm like, it's such a great time. But then with me, I'm like, it's a bit shitty. And but then- have you considered not, have you considered, first of all, that, that sausages from co-op are not a dish, as you described They them. are a dish. But also, have you considered maybe bringing like a brie and some crackers? Yeah, but I'm not in charge of the cheese. Michael's in charge what, of the cheese. Take it away from him. Yeah, why don't you say I'll You've do the cheese board a, this year? Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. My yeah. Uncle Jerry's the only one that crushes it. He does booze and he just arrives and he brings me all my wine bottles. And because I can't I eat a roast without ketchup, he brings me like a big ketchup every Christmas. I don't know. No. Which is super sweet of him. I, maybe you wouldn't no. be better at Because I don't course. particularly enjoy the taste of a roast. For me, it's a bit you, bland. You know, uh, maybe you should all just go out. Just go to a restaurant. Yeah, why are you this go? is what I've been yeah. suggesting. Because yeah. no one wants to cook. None of us are cooks. Like my mum's like... A but cook. That's, that's kind of why but the like, cheese board needs to be so good because it's the no cooking part. Crackers, grapes, lots of lovely cheeses, yeah. walnuts. Like but no thing. one's going to do it. No one's going to set these. it up. It'll end up being a, on what a do plate. You mean set it up. You just have to get the cheese out. Yeah, just there's no wooden board, you know. <laughs> 
A plate would be fine. If I try and play Christmas music, then my mum's going to have a migraine. Like, you just can't, you can't quite win. I have a migraine. I have a migraine (laughs) listening to your Christmas. Andrew, do we need to buy the Bowers a Christmas, like, cheese board? Yeah, or just like a voucher for like a Green King or something and let somebody else do it. It's just just a a pub pub chain. Yeah, pub chain. Let them do your Christmas dinners. This is really sad. So I wanted this year to do Christmas in Brighton. Because then I was like, we can go and have like a nice curry or something. And just have like a but my mum wants to host it which I totally get because we didn't have Christmas together last year because of the lockdown but now I'm just sort of like so is it just going to be like us just sitting around staring at each other don't mention the divorce what, <laughs> what if because I will I will if there's a lull in it I'll be like anyway is this awkward for you because I feel tense my <laughs> dad's got a girlfriend I'm mad as that <laughs> Helen, in that, okay, so that, that's what you Oh, if you're, if you're listening to this family member, Helen, stop now. look at me. Look okay, at me. I'm looking at you. I'm chill. Okay, let's do just like a, a displacement, replacement sort of... Uh, I don't know therapy. what that is, but 100%. Okay, so every time you think, I'll mention the divorce, I want you to use that time to replenish... Replenish? Replenish? <laughs> replenish the cheese, the crackers or the chutney. So I want you to focus your. I want you. So to what your, you're saying is, divorce, I have to do the cheese. Board. I want you to take your divorce energy mm. and put that into the cheese board. It would be the best cheese board that's ever been. But how much if no one has it? Look at me. Okay. You're gonna win them back with the cheese board, like you wish. Why have I lost them? <laughs> Why have I lost them? No, you're you're gonna compensate for the divorce with the cheese board. <gasps> they're going to love it. They're gonna embrace it, and they're all gonna come together around it. This is this is you fixing your family. Is the cheese board? I'm telling you now. If I do that, my mum will suddenly have a lactose intolerance that we've yeah. never heard of. <laughs> that's that's three years ago, she got that's an epipen fine. that she bought that's because fine. she's allergic to coconut. You've now prefer- <laughs> you've prepared for every eventuality. Oh, that's right. There's a beautiful company called the o- Old Tyne Cheese, and it's cheese with cheese with an A, and they make beautiful vegan cheese that she can eat. You have it. You're ready to go, Marks and Spencer. Oh, vegan seriously, cheese. I'm waiting for Marianne to bring pancake down in the carry cart, and I'm going to sit with pancake and just stuff myself stupid. With the <laughs> cheese board. That's what I'm going to do. So what's going to be on it? Brie. Yeah. Can your brother spread Marmite on Brie? He can yeah. spread Marmite on anything. It can be one of the dishes. Oh, That's Ted, the- Ted can do bloody anything he puts his mind to. A Brie? <laughs> a camembert. Those are two so- two soft cheeses, so why not just have a brie? Make it easy for yourself. Camembert, off cheddar, baby bells, cheese strings, no, no, Dairy no, no. Duncan. No, 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 roll back, roll back, roll back. A leaning tower of cheese. No, roll back. <laughs> <laughs> what about like um, Wensleydale? Lovely. Yes. What about like a Cornish cruncher? No idea, but yep, absolutely like a, fine. Delicious. Do they serve them in co-op? They sell all of these. They actually sell ready-made made cheese boards. So like a mix. That's already I nice. know, but they come with loads of plastic and my family are super like anti-plastic. Okay, but you could copy it. You could look at what it is and then just buy the cheeses that aren't so covered in. That's packaging. a good point. Okay, fine. I'm doing a cheese board. Yeah. I've got two days yes, to get yes, a cheese yes, board yes, together. Yes, yes, yes. And that's yes, going to take yes. me a minimum five days. No, it's not. I reckon it will. We'll go after. I'm going to help you. Yeah, but you don't have this because your mum does the cheese board. But I can lay it out. I can. I bring stuff. What do you bring to Christmas? And when I make a cheese board, I do like sliced apple, candied walnut. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, that's bad, isn't it? Like, it's <laughs> nice. And I would love it if someone presented it to me. I will present it to you. But there's no, you're coming to my mum's house. <laughs> With a cheese board. I'm going to make that family right. Could you imagine just knocking them. on the door and then being like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? I, I work with your daughter. Which one? <laughs> Me just being like, don't worry, one of these relishes is actually ketchup. <laughs> oh, no, there's Gerald with the ketchup. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> hello, Helen. I'm like, Gerald. <laughs> Listen, you we describe have... your family like the giants in the BFG. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are, though. Look, I think wherever you spend your Christmas, however you spend your ke- Christmas, I hope that it's with less ketchup than Helen, uh, a more diverse, generous, self-loving, nice mayonnaise ketchupy pigs and blanket sandwich, please. Also, that sounds great. Just enjoy yourself. Also, my mum doesn't have any bread in the house. She has, like, usually a couple of ends in the freezer, which are, like, beyond freezer bag. Because she just doesn't like it. Just fills her up too much. Bring bread. No, because then I'm the big girl that bought bread, and then that's another discussion point for Christmas Day. How are you not understanding this? (laughs) Wow. Okay, but you need bread for all those roast dinner sandwiches. I know. So, but then that's just bring it anyway. Forget what she says. Just bring it because everyone's going to thank you for it. No, they won't. Pancake oh. will. 
Well, the only the, person that understands me is my sister's morbidly obese <laughs> More on this with James Acaster. <laughs> hey, um, do your best. Get through it. Eat whatever the hell you want. Enjoy yourself. I you- am looking forward to watching loads of TV and not working. That and is always food. nice. I'm excited for the food. I mean, really? uh, the food in your house sounds terrible. You should make those two cheeses into a mac and cheese. You're not going to do that. Have a great Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah. Should we introduce James? I feel I like this should. will be a good change of pace should. for us right yeah. now. Everybody, please enjoy Christmas, James Acaster. Christmas at James Acaster's house. Christmas at James... It's not at his it's, house. It's in the studio. Yeah, he doesn't tell us where he lives. Like, I know. We get it. What? Do you not know? No. Oh my God, I know. Have you been to his house? No, but we spin poke stops, so I know vaguely. Oh, okay, that's different. So (laughs) freaking creepy. (laughs) Hello, don't skip. It becomes apparent, it has become apparent, that people like Chloe Pets, who do listen to every episode, skip when we're doing admin. Fucking rude. So, in case you didn't know, you get an extra episode a week. If you're a patron, 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 so sign up. And also when they're doing an advert, they do actually say valuable things, but I didn't realise that. Yeah. So yeah, you get an extra episode. It's worth a three quid a month. Just check it out. Five pounds a month for the extra episode. Five pounds a month. It is also worth five pounds a month. Okay. Andrew will edit this or maybe he won't, but I hope you haven't skipped. Please join us with the extras. Patreon.com forward slash trusty hawks. Yeah. Hello, James A. Castro. How are you? Well, good. How are you? Both good. Livid. Thanks. Fucking livid. What's going on? We just tried to do a Pokemon trade. I thought we could do two because I Hang got, on. I caught special Pokemon for James. What? Yeah. In Lanzarote, their regional Pokemon. Are you flirting with James I, This is how I do it. Oh, <laughs> this is how we do it. <laughs> so, do, you, do you want a Pokemon? Do you want to come on podcast and do it? When po- you were in Lanzarote, where you brought us that horrible fridge magnet, you got James Pokemon. You're welcome. What fridge magnet? She brought me this like, really nice fridge. It's hideous. Lizard on it, Diamante's glitter, and this yeah. is Lanzarote along the bottom. And Andrew got a shell. It had almost certainly been in that shop yeah. for like forty-five years. It was six so for five euros, made in China. That's nice, That's nice isn't it? That nice is nice. <laughs> James, just circle back. I didn't have you pegged for a Pokemon player. In 2019, I had a very long tour, and I needed something to do on the tour. Um, okay. And I was watching TV with my nephews who are really into Pokemon. And was he I, on tour with you? No, but okay. uh, this is like, you know, I had some days off. Okay, cool. And I was able to hang up with my nephews and they love Pokemon. And right. we were trying to get them out of the house that day and they didn't want to leave the house. Okay. And I was like, oh, I know there's this app and right. maybe I can get it on my phone. I can say, hey, do you want to go outside and catch Pokemon? Okay. So I did that with them. And then I was like, I'm pretty into this, actually. <laughs> and I'm uh, quite enjoying catching them. How old is the nephew? At the time, they would have been uh, seven and five. Okay. Which is Pokemon age appropriate, and we are aware of that. Okay, mm-hmm. but also neither of you seem to have been aware of, of the like addictive nature of this app. I genuinely still believe it might be a phase. It's been <laughs> yeah. a year or so now, but I still believe it will. One day I'll just wake up and I'll be like, you know what? I don't need we to spin that We are rounding up stuff. on 2022 and you're still playing this. So... 2019 was where I did the majority of my catching okay. and hatching. Because there's eggs as well. Yeah. So I was catching and hatching all year. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you got, you got to hatch some eggs. I can't eventually think my phone, so I've got to have it open at all times. It's a bloody nightmare. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that, all right. That, that I'm all right. I'm all right. I've, I've hatched over 500 eggs, so I do have a gold uh, coin. If you have Adventure Sync, then even if you're not on the app, it will track your... Uh, oh, I don't care. Your, your walk. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and so... It's interesting. What do the other adults in your life make of it? I only hang out with people who do it. I, I, I don't. Uh, I'm not talking to people. We've well, got a group okay. that we've you've talked about. Out, it you've in. cut out other We're people who don't. We're in a WhatsApp group. Me and Bauer. Who else is in the? Saki- Does the name Sakisa mean anything to you? Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Did she? Play? Roz from Access Malarkey. Yeah. Oh, Henry Whittaker. Henry Whittaker. These are like proper adults. It's yeah. a big group, honey. And we raid together. We haven't for a while, but yeah, yeah. And actually. Here's what we figured out is that together we all work in different parts of the uh, the comedy industry and actually if we wanted to we've got the skills among us to organise a tour a world tour where we go around <laughs> catching Pokemon but also like doing gigs and filming it. Why do I feel like you're pitching to Channel Four right now and I'm such a because dis- they're gonna get it made. I'm such yeah. such a disappointed development. Like exactly, I'm like uh huh. No, that's a yeah. good show. I yeah. think that's a really good show. Good show. Okay. The three of us. And it ends us in Japan with Pokemon, like yeah. actual Pokemon. Yeah. 
It'd be incredible. Oh my god. Be a good ending. This is the thing. We're rounding up the year. Yeah. And it's nice to know what you're going to do the next year. I think it's very important to have plans. Yeah, it's, it yeah. is important. Speaking of which, how are you spending Christmas? Ugh. Don't do that. I just don't think it's going to be the funnest one I've ever had. You okay. loved last year. Last year I loved. Me and my Emma Black, my Emma Black, yeah. just in our house, just like dicking about, eating, drinking, playing with my Furby. Like, yeah. it was so good. I think we watched Funny Girl on Christmas Day. Like, yeah. delightful. dreamy, dreamy, Great. dreamy, dreamy. This year, I thought we might do a Brighton Christmas with the family. My dad lives in Brighton and I was like... But he lived in a one bed. He lives in a one bed, yeah, but we can... can stay there? No, we can like go stay in a hotel. Okay. My dad lives on like a hotel divorced man's Christmas marina fancy. sort of a thing. Okay. But the problem is we <laughs> we there's a part of Brighton called the marina where it's just divorced men in rented <laughs> units. Right. None of them own curtains. There's nothing on the walls. Okay. Like nothing. And I am the most attractive person when I go there. That is nice. how I set the scene. Nice. And loads of them are like, who needs a wife? We've got a boat. But my dad doesn't have a boat. It's oh, just really so sad. sad. <laughs> but he, he's thriving. He enjoys himself. It's really close to the sewage works he works in. He's happy. Michael's simple, simple pleasures. So I thought, okay, let's do a Brighton Christmas and we can all stay in like a hotel and then hang out on the beach during the day. It's like a wintry beach. Problem is, we don't know what to do with pancake. (gasps) Is pancake coming? Pancake has to come. Um, So pancake... pancake (laughs) Would you not not talk about it in the group? Well, it doesn't sound like a Pokemon. So (laughs) it it, it wouldn't get brought up in the group. Pancake is my little sister's hamster slash the light of her life. It is the only thing she's ever loved. morbidly obese. Has to wear okay. guinea pig clothes. Pancake has to. Well, everything's from the guinea pig girl now. Pancake. <laughs> how, how's that happening? Pancake has gained because Marianne keeps giving her a hard-boiled egg for fun. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> there's so much to explain here. Die. I know. Pancake. Pancake. Joe can barely breathe. Annoys me so much. I hate people who have pets, and the way that they show love for their pet is bad for their pet because it's so <laughs> selfish. The whole thing is just about her having an animal. Helen, Helen, she doesn't give a fuck if feel it bad. dies. Make him feel bad. Explain. She doesn't care. Make feel bad. Explain. She doesn't care. If it dies. <laughs> she doesn't know what it's, it's, it's only all about her. expectancy of two years. So? Who fucking reasons it like Helen, that? give context and make James Acaster feel bad. <laughs> what? Explain your sister. Oh, um, she's got severe autism. Okay. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> Quickly, you reneged on animal cruelty. You were like, "No, fine." The bane of my life. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Marianne got pancake. I always same with everybody. We all grew up believing, like, "Oh, Marianne just found it really hard to like form emotional attachments with people. Like, she just works differently." And then she got a hamster, and it's like, "Oh no, she can love things. She just doesn't mm. love us." So that was really hard to deal with at right, first. Good. Then pancake started gaining, and like. Gaining. And we're not here to body shame, but Pancake mm. can no longer get on a wheel. Pancake wow. can't get into a hamster house, so we have to like wow. exclusively shop in like guinea pig and rabbit size shops. Like it's <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. She eats everything, and because Pancake eats anything that's put in front of her, she's having like eggs all the time, omelets, like yeah. roast dinners, like whatever Wait, Pancake what? wants. Sorry, what? Pancake gets. Pancake will have anything. But how would she anything. express that she wants that? Because yeah, she's like there going... wants anything at this point, doesn't it? But like, you know the Nutty Professor, Shelly, yeah. and yeah. she's got yeah. like, we're like, we're like that size now. But Pancake... Hold on though. <laughs> Hold on. So, can't someone step... Will you like... Can no one step in? Will your sister not have it? So, Pancake originally lived at my mum's. Yeah. That was the deal, that if she stayed at my mum's, then she could get a hamster. Uh-huh. So she got the hamster, and then immediately, within two days, my sister decided that Pancake was scared of my mum, and if my mum <laughs> went close to her, Pancake would cry. And that was a deal yes. breaker. A deal breaker. Okay. So mum was not allowed access to Pancake. So Pancake was very much like like a child in a basement yeah. that no one was allowed to access. But, we just knew she existed. Okay, so I, I used to work at a school with autistic kids. Yeah. And um, Oh, then I can paint the picture. So Marianne's autistic, but she's still a big bower girl. So like, imagine the strength. So like, okay, don't picture yeah, your school autistic one of the kids. It's a relevant factor. Yeah, there was some of the kids like that we wouldn't fuck with. Um, <laughs> so she's yeah. definitely like, she's got a good tennis arm. They did whatever they wanted. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. They're 
Yeah, that, that, I think she can still understand like what is and isn't appropriate, right? With the hamster, like you shouldn't be feeding the hamster. No, because then she, she surely go... knows that that hamster shouldn't be that size. So I go to Marianne like, oh, Pank is really big. She's like, I know, she's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> she loves her so much, and also like, she only Pancake will only live two years, so we're coming towards the end of so the you... cycle. I would also. How I, old is Pancake Mary... now? So Pancake was born last September, but Pancake's birthday is whenever Marianne decides she wants gifts. So she's had quite a few. Can I just say one thing in, in Marianne's defense? She parents Pancake exactly how I think I will parent children, <laughs> which is to say, like, when you're coming to her house, she reminds you in advance you will need to be bringing gifts for the children on account of how she doesn't the remind you. Are. She demands it at yeah. the front door. Yeah. But like, yeah, she does a door check too, which I also like. And she does ultimately build her world around yeah. Pancake. She and... made uh, 40 fridge magnets for Pancake during lockdown. She walked an hour to go to a print shop to print off pictures to make uh, fridge magnets just in case someone wanted merch. I mean... <laughs> I, I don't just like that. Like, That's quite good. Do you want one? No. She's like, she's like the Chris Jenner of hamster mom. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Pancake's got a TikTok now. Of course. Okay. Of course which is great. It's yeah. very exciting for Pancake. But like... <sighs> <laughs> basically, so Christmas, Pancake knows Fleet and is more comfortable at my mum's and Fleet than in Brighton. Uh-huh. My dad does, rents, my mum owns. Does Pancake go about so the town or is it just house to house? So, no, well, then Pancake can travel in her cat-sized carry cart yeah. <laughs> to my mum's for Christmas. But then Marianne's now insisting that we do a stocking for Pancake. Yeah, yeah. Which I draw the line at because I'm not getting a stocking. That's where you draw the line. I draw the line. <laughs> because, right, for context, my 30th birthday this year, I rung, my dad rung me a week before and I was like, oh, shit, he's calling because he wants to know what I want for my birthday. This is so exciting. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, do you want to know what I want? And he was like, oh, it's locked down, so there's nothing I can do. And then within a minute, he was like, so I just posted Pancake, her Easter gift. What? what the fuck? And then he sent me 20 pounds of M&S vouchers. Make it 30, you fucking cheapskate. <laughs> I it was her 30th birthday. And he sent me 20 pounds of M&S vouchers. That's the so daddy who knows this kid. <laughs> James, have you ever had a pet? Yeah. Yeah? Which sure. kinds? Huh? What kinds? Loads of kinds were growing up. I don't think any of them were as interesting as this shit. Oh, okay. No, I'm like, like, I, 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 I had a rat. I had uh, my first pet ever was a rat. What was it called? Fonzie. Oh, that's no, cute. I don't think they should be pets. What? Why? Rat. They just sit on my head. Did like, you ever feed your rat? I don't think rats then? seem no, like fun. Bread. You like bread though. Rats <laughs> just don't seem like. Are you supposed to? <laughs> Why well, are you making that face like like a fucking hundred oh, That's nasty. Like it's like nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's actually making her bread yeah. face. She's just doing like I want some bread. bread. I love bread so she much. She loves bread. She loves yeah. bread. Okay, and what do you what do you do for lockdown Christmas? Uh we went to oh nightmare. Um <laughs> In terms of, because you know, there was the whole thing about like free households, and then, uh, and then it was like, yeah, then it changed. Then suddenly it changed, yeah. and there was all that stuff. And yeah. so, like, we had you know the day that they announced London going yeah. to lockdown or yes. whatever it was, and everyone panicked and bailed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that morning before they'd made the announcement, my dad had driven to London, picked us up, brought us back to Kempton because. Um, not because we didn't think there wasn't going to be an announcement and because that was the only day that he could come and pick us up. We, we didn't want to get, 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 get the train. Lucky you. So we were like, we don't want to get the train and be on the train with everyone. He yeah, was like, yeah, I yeah. can pick you up on this morning. I'm not free at any other time. Came and got us then. But we had been so good with the rules. It's yeah. me and my girlfriend. So when we arrived in uh, at my parents' house and then they had made that announcement, we instantly were like, oh no, we went to have stayed in there and now we've been bad. And we no, weren't, but you we weren't meant to leave. No, that's fine. I mean, we, we we just felt very uh, yeah uh, torn about whether we should yeah. have got, should be there or not. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't be here yeah. and all this stuff. So it was one of those, you know, uh, I guess a lot of people can relate to it. All the way through lockdown, just not sure what the rules are, wanting yeah. to do the right rules, then thinking you're not doing them and yeah. feeling really bad yeah. mm-hmm. and all that. So it was that. That was that was my Christmas. Was me sitting there going, oh, should I even be here? It's, it's hard. That's though. like all Christmases, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> A bit of guilt, a bit of angst, a bit of moral yeah. quandary, and whether or not you should really be spending it with you. Like, that's. And here yeah. we are that's back Christmas. to the Irish Christmas. Uh. <laughs> not everyone feels Christmas. guilt on Christmas. What? I don't feel guilt on Christmas Day. What should I? 
We don't I, have guilt around Christmases. I, I, I wouldn't expect you to feel guilt. No guilt whatsoever. <laughs> this Last year, me and Emma put it in. Luckily, my brother lives very close. I went and had espresso martinis on his doorstep. Went back to mine. Espresso martinis, very festive. I, it's very festive. I exclusively feel guilt around Christmas. Like, Why? Well, the whole thing is like, is it too excessive? Is it not excessive enough? Have I bought for the right people have I bought enough for the right people have oh, yeah, I bought too much for the people mm-hmm. drama, have I am I spending enough time? am I giving everyone the same amount of equal time am I um, really getting the meaning of it am I taking a break am I actually supposed to be working through it is it the time that you should be making most money because other people don't want to do the gigs mm. is it like have I let my family down what am I going to do next year have I wasted my year um, like look you're looking at me like I'm on your side I'm completely on Catherine's thank side thank you <laughs> like, like this is exactly uh, I'm just the same I'm just thinking too much about mm. About that present buying, um, especially is like, so have, have I bought a good gift? Yeah. Have I bought enough? Have I bought too much? Is a yeah. big one. You know what? My yep. family are so shit at doing gifts. We just don't do them. So oh, like, wow. I think it's just very chill. Yeah. Do you know what I'm like? We just well, don't... you say it's chill, but you told us a story earlier where you didn't sound the most chill person about gifts. That was my thirtieth <laughs> birthday. The thirtieth birthday, you expect your dad to at least get you a thirty-pound voucher from oh, M&S and what, not twenty. I've never seen my phone ring and thought to myself, "They must be ringing to ask me what present I want." <laughs> so, uh, so I think you know maybe. <laughs> Presents for you are a bigger deal than you let on. Maybe the man are. makes a Maybe. solid okay, point. Okay, you're right. I've yeah. been seen. I've been yeah, seen. Yeah, like Pancake can't even get a stocking just because you're not getting one. <laughs> Pancake's like, let... stocking will just be more food. She gets yeah. to live for two years. Yeah. Let her have her snack. Let her have her stocking. Two She's years. huge. Two feels just a little it's just getting to a bit body shaming and I don't like it mm. I don't like it she can um, barely breathe I remember when I was when I was younger my mom used to <gasps> I, <laughs> that have pancakes food if that is true I mean she's call got a somebody. water bottle I'm going to call I'm going to get this she's like this hamster <laughs> rescue Although I think any animal charity go how old is it oh it's not worth it forget it it's made it this long <laughs> Give it another egg. But do, <laughs> did you, um, you, I don't know if you were like, this James, but I used to obviously fix the tree when I'd get home uh-huh. or, um, or like, you're, my siblings had to be allowed to also decorate it, but then I would fix it because I have OCD. And, and you're then, fun. Yeah. yeah. So fun. And then the other thing I would do is, um, Take out all of the presents repeatedly, if, especially if somebody added one um, when they'd been wrapped um, from under the tree and then put them back in so that they were like as, as symmetrical as they could be under a tree in a situation that's never symmetrical, but ultimately we try. Um, and so my <laughs> mom often now even will like chuck the decorations on, chuck the gifts under and then be like, Catherine, I'll fix it. Mm. Um and I love to, so that's fine. But um, part of that operation used to be that my mother would have me count how many gifts each of us has currently under there. Oh, no. That so, that she very, could, like... so that she could check that we all have exactly the same. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that like a thing for the Dursley family in Harry Potter? That's like a sign that he's a bad boy is that he has to count how many presents oh, he yeah, gets? Oh, yeah, but the problem is my mom has three kids who are going like, it's cool, we don't need any more stuff. And she's like... Mm-hmm. Quickly buy them a yo-yo. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, they must have exactly, they must all know I love them equally and the most. It's like very good. So she just, she really puts a lot of love into. And okay, I know that. Person. I definitely do look at um, my siblings. So what though. I'm saying is, I didn't like it off a stone. Like I got it from somewhere, you know. And then I feel that way about all the people in my life, but also simultaneously, like we're ridding the planet and like capitalists. Mm-hmm. Mentality. But we've talked about this before. Like, you don't have to get everyone a gift. Like, people don't expect it. Like, you expect that they will expect it. But people don't. Everyone's very chill. I don't think that's true. I mean, I want a gift from you. And James is expecting his at the end of the recording. Obviously, that makes sense to me. <laughs> my fingers for a stocking full of eggs or whatever. It is. <laughs> so, oh my God, could you imagine if I just show up on Christmas morning with like two hard-boiled eggs of pancake? That'd be fucking great, wouldn't it? I'd actually love, I don't mean... I'd That's the only thing that. I have to buy. Just that. Yeah. Do it. I'm doing it. One um, Christmas, my stocking was just a, a CD. And I, I was what? the happiest ever. Yeah, normally it was like loads of little things. And one Christmas, my parents had just kind of gone, oh, he wants this album, so we'll just put the album in a stocking and that's it. And I woke up and it's what, a no stocking. no Clementines? Or... Nothing. <laughs> I, well, f- funny enough, I wasn't jonesing for Clementines. But like, <laughs> but like I, I kind of like... I got, what? <laughs> no, but if you're trying to fill a stocking, you'd think you'd be like, okay, we got him. A... Sure. 
So, like, I guess we just put some fruit. Do you want to discuss the CD with us? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it Which won't make CD me sound it? cool. It won't make me. It was, it, no, I knew it was an REM said, album. So... It was an REM <laughs> album. That's not like the coolest thing ever. But like, I really wanted it because I've read an article about them making it, and I really wanted the album. And I was like, I really want this album. Kind of hurts my heart. It's so I sweet. Was, um, oh, I was a teenager because like it was like so the two. The, I was raised on. R.E.M. and Bruce Springsteen was the, what my parents were playing a lot in, in the house. My mum my was listening to Bruce Springsteen that. a lot. Nice. My dad was listening to R.E.M. a lot. I liked both of them a lot. And uh, R.E.M. had just lost their drummer that year. Uh, he had left the band and he, to be a farmer. And um, oh they... God, this is your chance. And they, <laughs> they decided <laughs> that they would do an album without... But instead of replacing him, they would use a drum machine. And I read this article about it in like, a, in like a free magazine with a newspaper. And it was like them talking about living in... Like going to Hawaii or somewhere and learning how to use this drum machine and making an album out of it. And I was really into it and was like I really want to hear what they've done because that's like so different for them I think this is pretty cool for a kid and, I, and I, I was like saying like to my dad because my dad likes R.E.M. I was like dad isn't this cool they like did an album with a drum machine he bought you a and, gift like, he wanted for your well stuff. no yeah. to be fair to him he bought me a gift that I wanted and he didn't ask to listen to it he was just like that's his album he's got it and, I, and, I and, and he just left it Aww. and uh, it was just mine and, and the reason why it was so great to get an album is that normally you wake up get your stocking open it all on your bed and then you're waiting for like your granddad to have a shave or whatever <laughs> for some reason that's what he wants to do before opening presents and you're like come so on make any jokes about you sounding like some sort of Charlie in the Chocolate Factory <laughs> but then you went there and I don't know what to do with it yeah, can yeah, we talk yeah. about how tragic it is that if you like if you got if you left a band like dramatically left a band mm. as the drummer and they were like Oh, we'll just replace you with a machine. The machine. But Whilst then, you return to the land. To the, in the one yeah. industry that's already I being think, mechanized. It's hard the point on the heart like, they replaced you with another drummer as well. Yeah, I think he really? I think he would have liked the fact that, oh, I'm irreplaceable. They don't want to replace me with a person. They're doing like, they're rather replaced with just a different sound altogether. You don't think a man who goes to be a farmer thinks that the world is becoming too, like, machine run? <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I maybe. think that's great. Maybe I'd that's... be like that. Oh, <laughs> you're right. That is that it's the worst thing for him. Don't yeah. ruin this Christmas. It'd rather be got fond memories of it. Replaced by a sheep or something. Exactly. How was the album? Uh, I love it. I still love it. It's, okay. it. it's like one of my favorite. I mean, me and Nish Kumar. Whenever we get drunk together, and it's just the two of us, yeah. end up always the same. Always the same conversations. We have two conversations yes. when we get drunk enough, just the two of us. One is we uh, <laughs> recap how we met each other. Nice. <laughs> 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 and we go, we go over that entire story. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the two different gigs we did together. There was a gig where um, <laughs> I, I, I thought Nish, uh, I thought Nish was a, a good guy, but a shit comedian and uh, he thought that I was a shit person but a good comedian and we, uh, <laughs> I, 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 we would talk about that and how our opinions have changed over the years <laughs> and, uh, and we really go over about yeah our, basically then we just talk about our friendship for ages and then there's another conversation we have which is just discussing our top five REM albums <laughs> and we do it every time I've never thought of you as a lesbian couple before yeah. but now I'm like wow yeah, that's how you are really sweet before we get asked on Twitter what's the album called up is the album that, oh, uh, yeah, that yeah, and right. very few people have it. Very few REM fans have it in their top five. It's in my top five. Well, and, I think if anyone's uh, looking to get it. that last minute stocking gift uh, for their kids uh, for Christmas in two days' time, yeah. just go out, buy the <laughs> album up, wrap it, I they'll love it. They'll love they it. will look at Abby. They will love it. Loving CDs these days. What? No. It gives them something to listen to before the presents. Like, like, well, you need something to do while everyone, well, granddad's no, shaving and putting a suit on to sit there and have, <laughs> and, and, and have presents. Like, you need something. <laughs> To do and I, and I, you know, you can only eat so many chocolates and like still be like, no, he's jazzed. right. You need stuff to do on Christmas Day because we no, didn't do good. stockings like three years ago and it ended up being Christmas Day. My mum was like having proper conversations with people in the kitchen and it was me, my dad, my uncle Jerry, my uncle Philip watching a documentary about John Demianyuk and whether it was actually oh him at Treblinka Death Camp. Like oh that was it. God. Just, just me and like four mouth breathing morons, just all of us just like <laughs> going like, do you think it's him? See, yeah. I'm not religious, like, but this, I'm not religious, but this is the case for. A good morning mass. That is the German version of morning yeah, mass. Yeah, it just kills those hours. You know what I mean? I think, no, it is him. Yeah, Because I stopped going to mass and my brother and I are now like, I guess we'll just do a 10K on Christmas Day because there's nothing else to do. Well. For that th- those like three hours where you're like, well, we've had breakfast and we're waiting for dinner. What do we... TV! 
I don't. Uh, I love run. Oh, I like running. We always diverge here. Um, Andrew, <laughs> is there a um, problem that James can help us solve for a listener? Yeah, there is indeed. I feel like I'm gonna walk away with more problems than I came with. Personally. You're fine. Ah. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> My goodness. He's yes. having a nice day. Good, thank you. <laughs> James is never coming back. <laughs> okay, go on. People, People come back. People come back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like episode 12 now. <laughs> go on. Uh, this is from H. Uh, it says, hello, Hogs. Um, Have we hello. had H before? Uh, um, there's only 26 letters down for Catherine. Oh, Would you believe it if I said it was from X? Oh, right, Hold on. Do, 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 oh, you, do you refer to your... We anonymize we it because some people put like, like personal issues and yeah. stuff. Okay. So whereas like Helen full names every member of her family and tells you their workplaces, home addresses, yes. and travel lodges of choice, previous ex-wives <laughs> addresses. Okay, um, we just think like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. give them some Fleet. some privacy. Yeah, but they're kind of as a result. Everyone thinks that H from Steps has got a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. huge yeah. number of problems. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's gone through a lot, uh, a wide range. Lot. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, anyway. Uh, they say some lovely things about the podcast and they say the issue is that they're feeling very creatively impotent at the moment, uh, especially since the pandemic started. Normally they'd go out to theatre and gigs and uh, that inspiration would feed into their own creative work, uh, brackets, normally short fiction and scripts. And then when that was taken away, uh, they started a podcast with a friend, but they've not had time to start up again and they've just not had a lot of time to do anything creative. Uh, they feel like their head's not in it and there's a lack of inspiration um, and it feels like that they, the only thing they can do is their droney office job. Okay, I'll take this. Painting by numbers. Easy. You, Get them on Amazon, 99p. You're creative. You're filling in the gaps. No thought to it. Done. Creatively impotent. Over. Paint Painting by numbers. by numbers. Do you do that? I'm sorry, nope. what? No. Because <laughs> I'm creatively flowing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fucking no, do I? I just think like you go through phases of like coming up with loads of ideas and being really creative and then sometimes it's just not there and there's no point trying to bully yourself out of it it just it comes and goes there is a second part as well oh <laughs> here we go this is gonna <laughs> like, make, make you look like an absolute asshole like... I can't wait to hear this no, next I to say I've done painting by numbers it doesn't work P.S. I'm colourblind they say at the end yeah yeah, yeah. fuck no. <laughs> no they say um, how do you remind yourself that you actually are a creative person when it's not when you're not feeling it and B uh, how do you combat comparing yourself to uh, more motivated and successful creative friends? Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's three important things there. Uh, the, how do you stop comparing yourself and how do you convince yourself that you're still a creative person, but also like whether or not there is such a thing as like creative impotence? I think we, we Can I do the comparing self one? Please. So I don't think you can stop comparing yourself to other people. Oh, it's just natural. It's a very natural thing. You can choose not to indulge it, but I think you naturally will look at other people at any point in your life and be like, oh, they're all like getting married, for example, or they're doing this career goal, or they're buying this house, or they've travelled to this place and they've never been there, or they've got that Pokemon, I don't have that Pokemon, his mm -hmm. deck count's better than mine. Too specific. Yeah. Like, of course you compare yourself, it's just whether you indulge it or not. Because yeah. I always think, you must have this as well in comedy, like people always say, like, don't read your reviews, don't look at how other people are doing, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're going to like it's just natural you are gonna see how other people are doing it's just part of it just choose to go like oh, okay well good for them and move on don't bully yourself to not do something that's natural yeah. right what do you think james uh yeah i think agree some... with me yeah I, don't, no, I, I, I broadly agree with you on that I, I i think uh different people are more prone to it than others and, yeah and people who aren't prone to it are very bad at empathising with the people who are prone to it they kind of go like well just don't care what they're doing who cares yeah. and you're like yeah but it's really in my head and yeah. uh, mm -hmm. and and I think definitely not beating yourself up about that sort of stuff and going look logically I know it doesn't matter what that person's doing yeah, because I can still do what I want to do but I acknowledge that this is making me feel a certain way I mean for so much of this year I was like well Bo Burnham's done that so I might as well quit and like and there was a, a, a huge thing of just being like yeah fuck he's fuck, taller fuck than you as well right he's taller than it's me crazy. oh good job yeah, Catherine well done <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah I was just like he's done what all of us want every comedian wanted to do that in lockdown and he's done yeah. it and he's nailed it and I'm never going to do anything that's that good in, in, in my career and then you just kind of go oh, do you know what let's just like it doesn't matter if I, if, if, I, if you don't ever do anything that's that because like really you logically know that none of that matters and that means anything some yeah. people will prefer uh, something that you do or whatever and it's all subjective and it's really you're not doing this you didn't get into this to um, compete with other people and I think that true the only thing 
because there's so many things in uh, well with our job that you kind of like come up against writer's block or whatever mm-hmm. feeling that you're not doing as well in your career as you should be feeling that other people are doing better and I think the only thing that really solves it all is remembering why you started in the first place and going I started this because I love this 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 and this I didn't yes. start it because I was like I'm going to be the best or I'm going to get great reviews or I'm going to win an award or anything you were like you watched something like this person saying that I guess I get the thing of like she can't go to or they can't go to uh, performances anymore and so they're struggling to get that because yeah. it does get give you that yeah I went to see Pretty Women it, the Musical two weeks ago I've been flying high on my new material nights since then. I bet you have. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think what is interesting, though, is I think a lot of people will be struck by hearing you say that it's something that you, like with Bo, because I think other people would look to you and go, but he has it made. I don't understand. And I think that what it kind of does remind me of is like, there's no point you get to where you're like, ah, I'm here. Mm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I win. There's always like, if you want there to be, there's always something to go. Oh well, I'm not that guy. Yeah. Like, so I think that you kind of have to figure out, like you say, why what you're doing. Catherine's saying thing. is just measure your success by the amount of followers you have on social media, mm-hmm. and then just compare yourself to other people based on that. No, and what if I'm you're feeling down, is... get a bot. And <laughs> <laughs> what I was actually going to say was that I think that. I, I'm very bad at not looking left to right. But what I have done recently is try to figure out, I never ask myself, I always go, oh, look, they've got this or they've done this. I never go, do I want that? I'll just go, mm-hmm. so I should feel bad about myself. And going, do I want that? It's really helpful because actually half the time the answer is no. Mm-hmm. And the other half of the time is like, yep. Oh, that's a useful thing to know. And now I could mm-hmm. do something about that. Yeah. Rather than like, I just think it's it's not it, it can be quite a constructive way of figuring out what's underneath the jealousy is like mm-hmm. is it like actually just I'm feeling bad about myself but also I do think we missed one useful thing which is like I don't necessarily buy into the idea that there's like times you're inspired and times you're not inspired mm-hmm. I mean I mean what I think there are t- there is some work that comes at you more easily and other times that d- I'm sorry Helen I'm going to disagree with you don't be sorry be better but know? I think yeah. I think sometimes you do just have to there are things you can do to methodically get into patterns of work mm-hmm. that are fucking boring and like moving through molasses, but like writing exercises that I know are tedious. And, and but I think if I if I personally go, I just have to wait till the block goes and I am inspired. I, I could not write another joke ever. Because mm-hmm. since my first five minutes of stand up, nothing has come to me just like. Oh, yeah. I could just do this. I think everyone is so different. Yeah. That, like for me, it is like a case of like if I'm desperately trying to get something down, then I do have a tendency to be like, okay, well, I should have a bit about that because that would get into this. And then mm-hmm. I desperately try and think mm-hmm. about it instead of it just allowing it to be like organically like, okay, well, what's going on mm-hmm. at the moment? Let me chat that out. Obviously, there are examples of times where I've sat down and written, but like once maybe, I, twice. I mean, to be clear, I write like I, I don't write full flesh, like fleshed out bits, but I... I, do, I think that if you're re- like sometimes for me it really helps to go back over stuff I've already written if, mm. I, if I'm feeling really stuck because then it's already started I'll just go can I add anything here and then my brain starts to work oh, I agree with that mm-hmm. go through old yeah. recordings go through like notepads from like years ago like retrospectively yeah. looking at it is mm-hmm. really useful yeah I, or like I'll do really basic 101 writing tasks like write a thank you letter to a thing you hate and it's like if I just do five minutes of this today maybe my brain will start working never heard of that one that's interesting yeah so I don't know like Like, it's a very how many thank you letters have you written me (laughs) 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 well there was another part to that question as well was there not do you have anything that you do that helps you unblock I remind myself that uh, the first draft of anything is going to be shit. Yes. And then I just get on with writing the shit thing. That's so true. And so I I just kind of try and be like, because the thing that's stopping me is that I want to write something that's really brilliant and all I have in my head is shit ideas. Mm -hmm. And so then I just go, yeah, that's the point. No one writes the brilliant thing straight away. So just write the shit thing and then later on in the week or whenever, you can go over this again and make it good. And that's how you've done everything you've ever done. So, like, that's, yeah. the, that's and like, I didn't like, you said my first five minutes of stand up was shit. But, like, I was like, took me so long to get like a decent five or mm-hmm. whatever. So, like, I just always remind myself, like, 
it's always been like this. This isn't a new thing. And um, and that sometimes just following up what you've already done is half the thing, you know, half the kind of like uh, battle anyway, or is an achievement mm-hmm. in itself. Like there's loads of bands that I love who have done like albums that like everyone loves. And then I look at their follow-up album and they've just done like, they've almost just like thrown it out the following year. Maroon and 5 it's not songs very by Jane. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 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 but, but they've just kind of gone, who cares? We just want to do a thing and put yeah. it out there. And I think sometimes just, yeah, doing it is enough, I think. Do you do you write, a, if you are going to write, is there a specific mm-hmm. time of day you write? I do find the late night thing works for me. Oh, interesting. But that's only because when I first started doing stand-up, I was working like a job where I have to be at the place at 5am to set up the breakfast buffet. Eee. So then I would do a gig in the evening and then I would go to a bar and just sit and write, which sounds so much cooler than it actually was. Yeah. But yeah, late at night for sure. Because I write to deadlines so if there's a new material night then I'll panic ideas down I'll do it on stage and then I can rewrite it immediately afterwards nice. the idea of waking up first thing in the morning like I want to get up in the morning I want to have my chucky porridge and I want to watch The Simpsons yeah like, you like your poodle I know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. James uh, either first thing or last thing yeah like either straight away it's a brand new day. I'm a new man. I would invite. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be this guy every day. I love yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, th- I'm this guy who's gonna do stuff and be productive. Um, if don't I you don't... feel like you've got to do your like Pokemon? You've got to spin your first Pokestop of the day. You've got to catch your first Pokemon of the day. You've got to complete your challenge. Uh I'm Dex driven, so not not as much that but like um you know he has identified as dex driven already actually yeah, yeah, so maybe yeah. like listen to him when he's just trying to <laughs> you know, it's like feels like he's said who he is and you're not paying attention so that's crazy yeah. that's fine um, right in the morning like everyone else does fucking cliche hacks <laughs> <laughs> or it's last thing because like you know I, I find it very hard to start writing in the middle of the day mm-hmm. yeah then i'm like oh i'm already this guy and, and yeah. Thing, I know. yeah but then or it's last thing i'm like oh shit I'm, I'm, I've, done, I've done nothing your all mind, day. get everything on the paper and then go to bed like yeah, something yeah. quite relaxing about that. Yeah. Pen, pen and paper or computer guy? Uh, it depends what it is. So stand up, I don't write any of it down. And um, uh, everything else is just in, on Sorry, computer. what do you mean you don't write any of it down? I just write keywords in my notes app and that's it. Preach. And then and the same just bullet pointed down. out. Yeah. I used to. And I, I wrote my second show. Um, I really loved... Uh, sitting down and writing it every day mm. and writing it on the computer and it was really fun and I really got into it like that and then the third show I did I tried to write it like that and I just gave myself uh, kind of what this person's talking about I, I did, couldn't see myself yeah. my, my, my way past certain lines or expanded routines and I really hated writing it yep. and so the fourth show I was just like I'm not going to write stuff down anymore and I'm just going to enjoy think it I think we are very similar but I think we've been taught to, maybe made to feel like if we do that we're like lazy comics but I mm-hmm. I always listen back and I but I just can't I can't when I start to write out like full sentences yeah. it becomes I've told you this I become like a war widow I'm like it was a crisp, yeah. cool morning. And it's like, that's not a joke. It's God, what am I doing? You're doing a creative writing essay for GCSE English. Yeah, it gets yeah, yeah, yeah. so painful. Doing a nice Steadford. You're getting up and just reciting it in front of everyone. It's in it. On the page, it was good. Just I was yeah. nice very good at the Ice Steadford. I bet you were. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking Woodley Festival, speech and drama. Like, that's my fucking world. <laughs> Have we answered Hage's questions? No, but we so, tried yeah. our best. What were the questions? <laughs> Now, uh, how to stop comparing yourself to others and how do you remind yourself that you're a creative person? So and you can't, can't and, and you're not. So you're just be, yeah. be an okay person <laughs> exactly. and then be a little slightly more creative, better sharpened mm-hmm. person when you've done the first shit draft. Mm-hmm. Acceptance, yeah. right? That's you're welcome, Accept mate. yourself and then, yeah. I think just accept that you're going to compare yourself to other people and that doesn't make you And that is our bad. word of the day. Acceptance. Yeah, yeah. The message of Christmas. That's the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas is acceptance. Yeah. That's not the message of. Me- okay. What, okay. It's yeah. accepting gifts, even if you don't like it's them. Accepting at the age of twelve that. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Fine. It's, and it's, it's accepting that pancake's gonna die early. Yeah. It is. Oh. oh. Acceptance. Oh, that's. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for doing our stupid podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank Merry you. Christmas, both of you. Merry Christmas. Do you want to plug anything even though? Like... Oh yeah, do you want to plug um, Bo Burnham's Bo special? Burnham special. Um, <laughs> listen to uh, all of you. Obviously everyone already listens to it, but if you don't, listen. Lovely. Um, if people want to go on my website, jamesacaster.com and buy my special that came out earlier this year, that'd be cool. It's called Cold Lasagna, Hate Myself, 1999. And it comes with a bonus show as well, if you want to buy it. Does Direct, it? Directly from my website. It you comes bloody with a, show off. A 
two minute B sides. Really? It was B sides. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it's, it's made nice with structure. like a drum machine. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty hyped. Yeah, it's very I'm exciting. very excited for these B sides. Question can they buy it on C D? No, that would be cool though. Yeah. Um no, it's just just you can basically get uh a link. Download yeah, you basically have to watch it on Vimeo apologies. But no, like, you're saving the planet. that's the way I've done it. That's I've great. done it like that's that. That's good. Yeah. Excellent. Perfect. Do that. Um should we sing? No. Okay. <laughs> what were you going to do? Silent Night? A Christmas song or something. Oh, yeah. Why don't you sing us out there? I don't know Alan? if I know the lyrics to Silent Night. It's ironic that you don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Um, happy Christmas, James A. Gunter. Thank you for being here. Bye. Silent Night. Thank you so much to our executive producers. I can't believe we now have three. Honestly, we're so grateful to you. Thank you to Janina Bautista, Guy Goodman and Simon Moores. Janina's new. Thank you, Janina. How exciting to have a patron of the arts who's a lady. It makes me feel very excited. Um, I made that weird, but honestly, you're what? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, And also to our producers, Carrick Duke, Sarah and Molly, the duvet ladies. Aideen McQueen. Hey, Aideen's a comic. Thank you, Aideen. Yeah. Caitlin Lith, Joe Holmes, Zoe Kim Dovkal or Dougal, depending on how she wants it said, but has anybody told me? No. Sorry. Lee Myerskoff, David Walker, Tim and Dom, Kira Leach, Richard Bicknell, SB Dobbs, L, Richard Bald, Sadie Cashmore, Neil Redmond, Claire Owen Jones, Rachel R, Victoria Hutchison, Jess and Nick, Emma Walton, Karen and David Bull. Anthony Conway, Harold Van Dyke. And Melissa Dunkeld. We're so grateful to all so, of you. So, so grateful. And thank you to everyone who's not a listed producer, but who donates on Patreon and has committed to Patreon for the £3. Mm. Um, we're so grateful. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.